are. Here we are. Here we are. We're doing it. I'm trying to switch my brain into like podcast talking mode. We're just talking, baby. Um, I'm getting comfy. This is all going to cut out. Well, here we are. We're freaking doing it. We're doing it. Another podcast. Another podcast to just throw on top of the millions of others that are that already exist with a corny name uh-huh um yep talking about the exact same thing not the exact same not thing. the exact same if thing. it were the exact same thing then we wouldn't do it um okay well welcome to what we are i think calling session notes is that indeed is that is that right okay um if we change our mind in the next two weeks i'll just splice it in like something that different something different yeah um my name is tanner ledford um this is henry park with me (laughs) the little like the little little office (laughs) move there (laughs) little jim hopper uh we are recording here under a tornado watch and a rare high wind advisory in nashville tennessee um i hope we don't lose power today super likely that'd be great it's overcast. It's overcast. It's super windy. Um, this is also the three-year anniversary of the tornado that came through Nashville. Hit what a points. way to celebrate with another tornado watch. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's not time for celebration. <laughs> um, yeah. There's some creaking. Um, okay. So what we wanted to do for this episode is take you know 40 minutes or whatever it's going to be to just talk about why we're doing this um what we believe this can be um for people that's not just another music business or audio podcast um and uh then talk about ourselves talk about ourselves because we're just so egotistical yeah love it uh but uh, just to, if you aren't, if you don't know us already, just you can get to know us, and um, I feel like it's a good way to start off the series. Um, and then after this, we will be doing our regular format. Um, but uh, yeah, here and we if are. If you're tuning in out. this early, you probably already right, know. Right, that's right, exactly. So OG fans. Yeah, no, no, uh, no pressure here. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I guess we should start out with just really the why why are we doing this um and uh i can i like wrote a ton of stuff down because i could just spew on this so i'm gonna kind of stick to a little bit of a script if i if you want me to start you got it brother um okay so i came up with this idea um while wrestling a bit with my place like in the music industry as it relates to um my age and like generation Mm. Um, most of my friends in this field are on the younger end, like five years older than me and on the upper end, like almost 15. Mm. So, um, and they're amazing and I love them and I've learned a ton, a ton from them, but like at the end of the day, you know, they like walk into their homes that they pay a mortgage for and Mm. have a spouse that also makes income and they have kids or dogs or whatever. Um, for me, like 
you know, I'm still working here out of my uh, college apart, our college apartment. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it's, it's just a totally different season of life. And in, a lot of times for me, it, it can feel kind of like a limbo of these are my professional peers, but they're not my life peers. Right. Um, and I love them, but still it, 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 at the end of the day, I just, there's a lot of, we can't relate on. Um, so it kind of got me thinking about what it would look like if, if instead of trying to fit into the millennial generation, which is, you know, the generation that is, you know, dominant in the music industry right now, um, because I am squarely Gen Z, I was born in 2000, like what would it look like if I stopped trying to fit into this older generation and started trying to figure out how I can, I don't know, take advantage of my age and being doing this work at this age and try to kind of be a like quote spearhead hmm. for um, this next generation of workers who are breaking into the industry right now um, and all industries right now. It's Gen Z is like becoming um, of age, I guess they're entering the workforce. Um, and, uh, and it looks completely different than it did when millennials entered the workforce. I mean, we're post mostly post COVID mm -hmm. um, in a weird, crazy economy where um, inflation globally is astronomical and, um, and yeah. And, uh, I mean, housing market is like 20, 40% higher than it was. We can make a whole podcast on that. Oh man. Yeah. Like the Gen Z thing is like, I'll never be able to own a house. Like, um, that would be interesting. My, my dad has talked to me about that. My dad does mortgages and he has talked to me about, about that, about that attitude, like, mm. um, that purchasing power difference. Maybe we should have him on. He talk is, about talk about finance, finance, and the Grateful Dead. Yep, <laughs> that's uh, the checks out. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's culturally, I mean, the difference between th this my generation and the older gener generation. But also, I mean, on the audio music side of things, like technology is insanely powerful. I mean, even the last two years, Apple rolling out the M1 chips, which just blow any Intel chip ever made out of the water. Um, and DSP being as good as it is, like, like you don't have to have gear. You just like plugins are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and computers are powerful enough to run as many as you want. Um, the technology is so accessible now and, um, streaming is, dominant is king like anybody can make music if they want to um and you can do it at home you don't have to work for a label you don't have to work in a big studio um the accessibility is just totally different than it was five even five years ago ten years ago um so yeah that's um that's kind of how i've felt for a while and I've been trying to figure out how I can use my age mm -hmm. instead of be uh, 
instead of feel like held back by it. Um, and I think, um, in the last year, like I've been able to do a lot of really great work and I'm super grateful for it. And, um, I feel like right now for both of us, we're like, it's a perfect time to start something like this because, um, we are like just experienced enough to be able to offer some kind of input or like advice, I guess. Um, but at the same time, we're not that far off from starting off. Yeah. Um, and th that was another idea, like kind of theory I had with this podcast is so many of the music business podcasts that are out um, right now are people who are well established in their careers, like 10 to 15 years. Um, and they kind of speak from the experiences that they've learned over that time. And it's super valuable and I love them and they've been very, very helpful for me in kind of learning this industry. Um, but I think the farther along you are in your career, the less qualified you are to talk about what it's like to start out mm. right now. Like in 2023, three now, um, in a post-COVID economy um, with the completely different access to audio and in a industry that has been completely reshaped by streaming and even TikTok in the last couple yeah. of years. Like it's a completely different playing field. Like, like I would listen to CLA talk about how to mix a green day record, but I would not listen to CLA talk about what it's like about how to start out, start an audio business because he did that decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, he started out in a studio and like on an SSL console or whatever, like whatever sponsorship he has. Like we're starting out on a MacBook. Yeah. Like air. <laughs> yeah. And like our parents like are in the bedroom or like an extra room yeah. in the house or something like. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of what I see this being able to offer is like we are instead of kind of speaking on experiences that we have already had, we kind of want to like speak on experiences as we're learning them yeah. and as we grow. And um, I guess in that way, like as time goes on, like that concept is kind of self cannibalizing like yeah. for us, like of, you know, the farther along in our career that we go, the less qualified we are to start out. But I think, as time goes on, I mean, long term for this podcast, like it'll, we can kind of shift to instead of talking about it as talking about starting out as much, it'll be more of like kind of a chronicle of how we have grown in that time. Um, and uh, I think that's cool and unique. And I think that it could be really helpful for people, people that are younger than us. Um, who are starting to figure things out. Um, and even people who are older than us that are also trying to start out right now, yeah. it's, you know, it, it's the same. Um, maybe they do have a spouse and a dog and kids and a mortgage, but um, they're still starting out in the industry. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think we um, have something different to offer, I guess. That's my Enneagram 4. Uh, like. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Um, I think I think a big thing that I've been really excited for is being able to give a space to people who might not be taken seriously as a professional because mm-hmm. of whether the environment they're recording in or like you said, just starting out, giving an environment for people who might be less experienced to feel like a professional, right. to be talked to like a professional, to discuss like a professional when, you know, like you said, so many of the people that we look up to, the people that are making big money in the music industry are so much older and working in studios or have a crazy setup at their house. They see 22-year-old kid with a pair of Rocket 6s. <laughs> eights. Rocket 8s. Rocket 8s, Rocket 8s, <laughs> you know, in their bedroom, in their living room, who are more than capable of making great art, are mm-hmm. more than capable of putting out good mixes, but yeah. because of how they're perceived, mm-hmm. they don't really have anybody championing for them as opposed to, like, somebody working at Larrabee Studios or, like, Blackbird or Ocean Way, like things right. like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we want to kind of create a space and build a community of people who kind of feel like, um, like Island of Misfit Toys, like, I like don't quite fit into the existing industry as it is, but there is a next wave that is kind of coming along. Right. Um, and we want to kind of offer a home for that kind of yeah. in a way. Um, and yeah. And, and as far as topics go, like I kind of see us hitting things that you don't learn from YouTube videos, things mm-hmm. that I was able to learn from like my mentors, um, things that I didn't even learn in college, things like, like how to talk to clients. Like, yeah. Like you don't have to be super professional. Like people want music to be fun. So mm-hmm. like talk to them like it's fun. Um, staying organized, like having a good file hierarchy on your hard drive and like managing deliverables well with like Dropbox and like right. mixed templates. Like just day-to-day practical stuff um, that you don't learn in college and you don't learn on YouTube, but you learn from other people who do this day-to-day. Yeah. Um, we're not giving you mix hacks. No, we're, we're not, not going to say, you, yeah. <laughs> put this plug in on everything. Oh, yeah. We're not and it sounds, like, just turn it on. Here's your trap kick uh, EQ preset. You should always cut 200 and yeah. always boost 60 yeah. or whatever. Always saturate. You that, ever I heard guess of that's OTT? True. <laughs> <laughs> put that on everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, we'll talk about that like stuff a little bit, but. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Got yeah. two music nerds here. It's gear talk. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, it, baby. You can't afford it. No, avoid it. Can't afford it either. <laughs> can't afford it. Can't avoid it. Can't uh, ignore it. Can't ignore it. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's not gonna be like the focus, I think. Um we want to talk more about that day to day. Um, things that are genuinely helpful for people. Um and just build a community. Selfishly, because I feel like lonely. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. I'm like, man, where are all the people? Like, I, I know a handful of people my age who are like doing this type of work, but I'm like, where is everybody? Especially in an environment like talking about music in an environment where there's no option for competition. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not sitting down like with other people talking about whose mix is better or like what did what you mix this week? What did I mix this week? Right. And, 
what songs did you put out? It's literally just talking about, okay, well, here's what we've learned. Yeah. Here's where we've come from. Here's where we're trying to go. Mm-hmm. And let's just talk about it. We're not, yeah. we're not flexing. We're not trying to prove yeah. something. It's just giving a space for people to talk about music and what they're feeling in their career. Yeah, exactly. That That's a great point to drive. Like we're not, we're not like trying to flex at all or like, I don't know, like, I don't know, say that we have a head start or like brag yeah. about things that we're doing at such a young age. Yeah, or like, it's just not that's true. Not, yeah, I mean, it's that's not, not true. like why we're doing this at all. Um, we're doing this because like, like I said, like I feel in limbo a little bit in, in life and in a career and I feel kind of lonely in that I'm one of the only people that I know doing this who are at a similar stage of life as me. Yeah. And if I feel that way, like there's got to be other people that feel that way too. So, especially cause you're working all the time, yeah. editing, <laughs> mixing, and you still feel like you're in a limbo. Yeah. So for the, for the person that's sitting in writer's block, person that's sitting in not being able to find a, a mix to do, like mm-hmm. you can't even imagine, like I've had those months. Yeah. Everybody's had those months. But. Yeah. I mean, I, I still do. I'm, I like, I'm, I'm always scared. I'll, I'll look at my schedule. Like, I mean, I'm not booked out far at this point. Like I somehow stay busy, but it's not like I'm booked out six months. Like I kind of know what next week is going to look like and mm-hmm. kind of the week after. And then I have like a couple projects that are ongoing for the next few months. But like, my calendar isn't full and like mm-hmm. every like three weeks I cycle back to like a, I don't know if this is sustainable. I think I need to get another job. Like, yeah. and, and I'm totally fine, but I just get in my head so much. Um, and that's something that we'll talk about too. Like Absolutely. the mental health of doing this. Cause it is quite strenuous. It time. is. Um, but yeah, um, I think that, uh, I think that covers like, for the most part, like what we want to do with this podcast. So do you agree? I I agree. Yeah. Um, So let's like transition to like just kind of introducing ourselves and our background um, and uh, let everyone kind of get to know us more. Um, I feel like I've talked a lot. Do you want to go? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I think it's worth saying that we used to live together. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah. in, in In this apartment. We right where we're recording and i also think it's worth saying why we did this together why we chose to do this together. oh yeah because it's my understanding and my perception that we both have very different approaches to how we've gone about this whole mm-hmm. music career thing mm-hmm. i feel very much less professional <laughs> than you I, i've not worked with as many professionals as you have mm-hmm. um but our our styles of what we're doing are so true to who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Um, you're so much more organized than me. <laughs> you like having schedules, right? <laughs> all all everything that goes with that. Whereas me, I'm so I'm so haphazard. I just yeah. try to do what I can. You don't have a day job. Mm-mm. I do have a day job. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I think that. Just because we've lived together, we have different experiences with this music thing. I think it's good that we're able to converse and talk about our differences. Yeah, definitely. 
Is that a saw? <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I wonder <laughs> if you can hear that. I mean, we are on, we're know, on our, our trusty 58s. The I'm most, wearing my 58 shirt. <laughs> wearing your 58 shirt. That is awesome. Perks of living in an apartment, which is another great topic. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious. This is awesome. I'm... Uh, I'm pretty sure that they've had like plumbing issues downstairs and they've they've had to like do a ton of work. We can cut it out. Our first podcast doesn't have to be one take. This yeah, this this podcast is sponsored by Isotope RX. <laughs> I don't think you can hear it. I'm not seeing it on the meter. I think we'll be okay. But it's we'll just totally okay. gonna distract us. It is, but it's okay. It's all good. It's, this is this is perfect. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, back from our distraction. Um, yeah, we live together. We live together. Um, yeah, and when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I I didn't want to just do it alone. I hate listening to just one person talk for an hour. And, um, I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm so just, I'm trying to like zone it out. You're good. Um, yeah, and trying to think of someone else to do it with, like, I just kept thinking about you. Like there's no one else I'd rather do it with because, because we know each other so well already. I have like so much respect for you and like the music that you work on. I mean, everything that you send me that you're working on, I'm like jealous of because I'm like, I could never do this. I could never do that. Um, Simply not true. (laughs) It's not true. No, I could never like, it's just, it's totally different than what I do. And um, I feel like every time you send me a demo, I'm like, re-inspired to like produce more oh, um, man. because sometimes I just get stuck and like in that um, but um, but also like you said like we do we have had totally different approaches to this um, and I, I feel like we're kind of two sides of the same coin in a way and like we have we're kind of have we kind of have the same goals but we're going about them totally differently and yeah. I think um, that's really cool to talk about, and I think it's valuable to see the different ways to do that, and the like, kind of pros and cons of the paths that we have, right? Um, the like the method that we've tried to attack the this the angle we've taken on of attack on this music industry thing. Um, so yeah, love you, love you, brother. Super excited we're doing this. <laughs> um, and uh, tell us your story. Man, um, born in Atlanta, Georgia, half Korean, got a big family. Um, my grandma was an opera singer. I don't know if I, I told you this. That. My That's grandma awesome. was an opera singer in Korea, then later became a music teacher. So I, I got some musical bones in my body for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much it's helped me, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I'm I'm from Atlanta. Um, started playing piano when I was a kid, but honestly, was not about it. Um, quit probably. I started when I was probably around eight, eight or nine. Quit when I was about twelve, and then didn't really have much of a relationship with music at all. I didn't listen to much music. Um, I didn't I didn't really care all that much. But then I remember driving in the car with my sister and she put on this this tape or a cd that Mm -hmm. she had burned 
into her car and it was a Mac Miller CD. Mm-hmm. And that just, just hearing what music could be, you know, it, it was more than just music. It was a whole culture mm-hmm. of like partying and, you know, college and, and frats and like say what you want about that. But it, it was, you know, it, that's when music became more than just sound to me. It, it represented something. Um, and I think that kind of just jump-started me into a whole fascination with music in general. I started listening to as much as I could, as many genres as I could. I tapped into my parents' you know, music collection mm-hmm. that they had on, on their iTunes account um, and really just started listening and figuring out and, you know, like still didn't play, just gathered as much information about it as possible, different feelings and started playing guitar when I got to high school. And then when I started playing guitar, it kind of opened up a lot more, um, a lot more to listen to when I did listen to music, if that makes sense. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't just listening to songs in general. I started listening to parts. I started listening to productions, you know, like what makes these songs cool? You know, oh, this guitar riff is super sick, you know, things like that. And um, I kept playing, eventually got involved in church bands really working hard, learning how to play in a band, learning how to listen, playing off band members, you know, and started, you know, making music on my own in GarageBand. GarageBand. Yeah, I was 17. Classic. On the iPod? Did you do iPad GarageBand? No, we, we had a 2000, 2010 Mac, <laughs> and this is 2017, so this thing's already... I probably oh, yeah. had, like, version three <laughs> of GarageBand. Um, and yeah, I just learned, you know, because as a guitar player, you learn about basics, you know, compression, mm-hmm. EQ, things like that. So it was just taking my knowledge of pedals and effects and essentially just dumping them into a DAW and trying to figure out how to work that. Right. I still have my first mix that I ever did of myself. <laughs> I did a cover of an Elvis song. Wow. It's it's pretty insane. I'll have to show it to you yeah. sometime. It's, <laughs> I didn't know about that. It's very cringy. Um, but uh, I remember uploading it to SoundCloud and sending the link to my friends and being like, <laughs> check out my song. And my friends were great and they reposted it. And I was probably a little bit too over in over my head, mm-hmm. you know, thinking I was the next whatever because I was the only one in my high school who was like recording. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, that that kind of just recording covers and learning how to work in a system and how that feels kind of translated into me going to Belmont. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when I got to Belmont, I bought Logic, switched from GarageBand, um, started producing a lot, just working really hard at becoming a better player. I was taking guitar lessons um, with a guy in town named Ben Forehand. He taught me a lot of theory, uh, how to think about playing, phrasing, technique, and it just kind of bled into my musicality in general, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah, I uh, I did the artist thing for a while. Yep, I went hard for two years. Yeah, just, it was great. Yeah, it was it was fun. I had fun. I had fun being a part of that. Yeah, it was it was fun. I I had a song that did pretty well. Got playlisted. 
got a lot of streams, got the Belmont cred, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, I made a record with you, Yep. you know, throughout the I still pandemic. Love that. I listened to that recently for the first time in a while and like on a walk and I was like, oh, this, this thing is just still so good. Yeah, it's yeah. just still, it's one of the few things that like, I feel like I, I mean, for myself, like mixed even a yeah. long time ago and I still listen to it and I'm like, I don't think I would want to do it any other way because it's just so, yeah. like, everything about that was, like, so just, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, it's just, I wouldn't change it still, and that that's rare for me. <laughs> yeah, and it's a shame because, you know, like, I think by the time that record was getting released, I was pretty burnt out on mm-hmm. being an artist just because I'm not into, I'm not, like, super active on social media. Um, I don't try to, like, tell everybody about my music i'm not great at like you know meeting somebody for the first time and being like yeah check out my ep i didn't post about it very much i just i was done you know i just Mm -hmm. cared about the music and to be honest like as much as it pains me to say like if you're not you know doing proper marketing for your music or at least at the bare minimum posting about it often or telling people i mean your music could be great, but you know, people gotta listen to it. So yeah, I mean that's that's this next generation of music. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's how it is. That's how the industry is now. Yeah, and no hard feelings. You know, yeah. I'm not jaded about it at all. Right. I I was I have music out. The music that I have out is great, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. So yeah. I think after that record came out, I was kind of like you know, and I had been producing for people on and off. You know, collaborating just making demos or whatever, but I was like, you know, I, I really think my strength is in producing and making cool sounds and crafting songs and conveying imagery. And since I'm not into marketing, I can still do all of those things mm-hmm. and it just not be under my artist name. Right. It might not just be me. I just might not be singing, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I transitioned into producing and I'm so happy I did. Yeah. <laughs> so happy I did because it's opened so so many other opportunities when my likeness is not tied to a project, just mm-hmm. my ability, I suppose, and my creative thoughts. Um, so I, I've started mixing, producing, yeah. um, engineering, just a lot of other a lot of other things that if I was an artist, I don't think like nobody's asking drake to come engineer on their on their song you know <laughs> right it's it's like no like drake's coming in to sing right yeah maybe the only exception being like kevin parker yeah who like literally does everything somehow yeah start to finish which just sounds miserable to me miserable to me personally like i don't i want to hand stuff off at some point like, yeah i want others people's other people's ears and hands on it anyway so yeah i think um I, i'm still just i'm Jack of all trades, master of none right now, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to get my foot in as many doors as possible just to, on projects that I'm passionate about that I like, yeah. you know, I have a day job. So right now I have the financial luxury of only taking on projects that I'm really hyped about, mm-hmm. I suppose, and passionate about and want to work on as opposed to, you know, if right now I just was doing music full time, I'd be taken on everything right yeah and that goes back to our different approaches that we've Mm -hmm. decided to take but yeah um i'm playing i'm playing out a little bit 
I'm producing a little bit. I'm mixing a little bit, you know, just trying to do as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I don't know kind of what the end goal is for me right now. I think it's just to be tapped into just a creative river, mm-hmm. as corny as that sounds. <laughs> Very Rick Rubin. Yeah, just I don't care what I'm doing as long as I'm in a room where creativity is flowing. Mm-hmm. And people are working hard and are passionate about the music that they're making and are trying to convey a message. And whatever capacity I'm needed for that, I'm there. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. That's me. (laughs) Henry Park. Um, Okay. Well, let me turn my page. And uh, that was a really long intro. I think this is great. How? Where, let me let me switch my sub counter here to uh, minutes and seconds. We're at thirty five minutes, but uh, a little bit longer than. It, who cares? Who cares? Um, okay, so me, um, I uh, my name is Tanya Ladford. I'm in audio engineering technology with a minor in music business, and I'm from Lakeland, Florida. Nice. Name name major hometown. Um classic every single class every semester name major hometown um yeah so uh i am a mix engineer and producer um and have also kind of fallen into a lot of editing in the last year Mm. um but i kind of throw that under the like producer umbrella but let's let's give you a quick plug real quick who have you been working with oh um come on name drop okay it's just me (laughs) <laughs> it's not just you. It's like at least my mom. Um, at least my mom is listening. Um, so I guess I guess it's fine. Um, Joan, I've worked with Joan. Um, Great. I edited their whole album last year that is rolling out. Um, I think it comes out next month. Um, not sure. That was an amazing experience. Um, I actually just talked to them this week because we're – they have some stuff that we're going to work on. Um, also worked for Valley in the last year, which was amazing. They're, they've been one of my favorites for a really, really long time. Um, uh, did some stuff for them. I did a, edited a, a video session for them early last year. They did a live show in Korea and did an EP for it. I edited that. Um, and then I just finished... Um, editing about I did about half of their album that they're rolling out that they're coming out within a couple months we just wrapped that um and uh a bunch of other people I mean Brooke in the Bluff um I technically have a Bethel credit now thank you Dan McKenzie if you're listening um I did like I like timed acoustics on one song or something like I ended up, I think I ended up working technically on four tracks but it was like very small work, but like it doesn't have to put on a website. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Dan McKenzie. I need to interject something for the record. Okay. Dan McKenzie, you owe me dinner for helping you move into your home. <laughs> Dan McKenzie actually owes me an entire move oh. because I helped him move last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I helped him move into his home with Benjamin Forehand, and he said, we'll take you out to dinner sometime. <laughs> Still waiting on that dinner, Dan. <laughs> Uh, I miss him. He's great. Um, okay, I don't want to plug myself anymore than I have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, editing kind of just came out of nowhere last year. And honestly, is the reason I'm full-time. Um, 
it's sometimes not the most fun work, but it, it has been a huge blessing. So, um, yeah, mixing and producing still are kind of my main passions, probably mixing the most. Um, but you know, I, I do whatever I, to fill my schedule. He's very good. <laughs> um, okay. I'll kind of start from the beginning. I'm from Lakeland, Florida, uh, which is about halfway between Tampa and Orlando. Um, and, uh, have a family. <laughs> I have a mom and a dad and I have, um, two sisters and, uh, Let's see, my, my dad has played guitar forever, just like acoustic rhythm. like, um, And when I was eight or eight, seven, eight or something, I, I kind of expressed interest in like learning how to play guitar. And um, he decided to like give me lessons. So he like every Sunday night in our house, he, we would have a guitar lesson for like an hour. And he taught me guitar. I think I, I think I was nine, nine or 10. I don't really remember. Um, so he kind of taught me basics and then I like kind of took it from there a little bit, um, quickly decided I wanted to learn bass. Um, literally like I wanted to know how to play like another one bites the dust. And I was like, of course. I want to learn bass. But like, I realized that it's basically the same thing as guitar. So I was like, I can teach myself. So, um, we borrowed a bass from someone at our church and I just taught myself bass. Um, and then I started playing bass in the youth band, classic, and then eventually moved to like our main church band on bass. Um, and then because I knew bass uh, in seventh grade, I kind of unexpectedly found myself taking an orchestra class. <laughs> um, and they were like, do you play any instruments? And I was like, well, I play bass. And they're like, okay, well, you can play bass here. And they gave me like an upright bass, <laughs> which is totally different. <laughs> But uh, I learned upright bass and orchestra, um, which in turn led me to audition for our arts high school in Lakeland called Harrison, Harrison School for the Arts, um, auditioning for the jazz band. And I got in and played jazz upright bass basically every day for four years. That's um, so crazy to think about. I've ne- See, I've never seen you play upright. I know. I- I've actually really missed it lately. Um yeah, I mean, I don't own an upright bass. Like, they're massive and super expensive. Um, but it's so fun, and I haven't missed it lately. If um, I walked into a studio and there was an upright bass sitting in the corner, I'd be like, this this producer probably knows what they're doing. <laughs> if they, if <laughs> I they would have love the balls to, to just have a upright bass in the corner of the room. I would love to own one someday. Like, you know, a few years down the road, if I'm in a bigger space and like just kind of have like some extra money to spend on fun stuff, I would absolutely buy one because there are a lot of times where I think like I really wish I could record upright on this song. It's ear candy. Yeah, it sounds so cool. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff Rostam does is has a lot of upright bass, um, and it just sounds so cool. Like Heim, Heim, a uh, summer summer girl, summer. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. It has a sick upright bass part. It's, it's so cool. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, jazz upright bass forever. Um, but also in that time I continued to play guitar. Um, I got into worship guitar, um, started playing electric guitar at my church more and in the youth band, um, got hooked on the tone quest, started like getting into pedals and stuff, figuring out a tone. Um, and, uh, that got me really tight with, um, my friends Cameron and Noah and, 
well, Cameron and Noah really, they, they were also worship guitar friends that I had met through school, kind of. Um, and uh, Cameron was in the jazz band with me and uh, Harrison, he played trombone. And uh, we were like, he's one of my best friends. Like we were super tight, um, got super close in high school and I got to know Noah through him and then um, a bunch of other people. I, I had like... There's another difference. Like I went to an, a music high school. Mm-hmm. So like everyone that I know from high school, all of my best friends are all musicians. Um, and that's, yeah, it, it, it's kind of abnormal. Um, anyway, um, in high school, me and Cameron and Caleb, um, Cameron Giddens, Noah Hickey, Caleb Pierce. Caleb Pierce I met through church. Young Caleb. Young Caleb. Young Caleb. Um and uh, also our friend Diego Salinas. Um, we started a band called Foxhall. Um, our senior year, I think. Um, and then about halfway through our senior year, we started putting on shows and we just did like indie covers. Um, I mean, we did Foster the People and Young the Giant and 1975 and Coldplay and like... Um, and it was super fun. We did backyard shows. We had like pretty big turnouts. It was super fun. But we always just did covers. Um, and it was just a fun thing. And then in 2018, I left Lakeland and I went to Belmont in Nashville for originally for audio engineering and religion and the arts double major. I forgot you were a religion major. Uh, I was. Um, and then I realized <laughs> it was BS and I dropped it. <laughs> um, and just did audio engineering with uh, minor in music business. Um, and uh, so 2018, I'm at Belmont. The um, tw- summer 2019, my first summer back home, um, we get our band back together. Um, we do, we decide we want to write originals. Cameron had already had some demos put together. Um, and we produced, self-produced an EP. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, never produced anything before, barely recorded anything, never written anything. And, uh, yeah, that EP is called Color Theory. We have a single from that that, um, did really well and still, I mean, it's still just goes like a couple hundred streams a day at least. Um, that EP is crazy. And I I have a funny story about that EP is I remember, cause we had, we had like talked and hung out a little bit the year school semester prior to mm-hmm. that summer i remember we were like in demo sending mode because mm-hmm. you you sent me some demos i remember sitting in because i was working at a church at the time i was sitting in an auditorium you sent me a demo and i was like with all my coworkers on a cl5 yamaha cl5 sitting in front of that thing and i plugged the aux oh, in played and played that demo <laughs> in like through three subs yeah. and like all this stuff and we were just jamming to to that <laughs> to those demos. I remember that was a good that was That's a good hilarious. Memory. Do you remember what song it was? Uh it's the one where it starts out like it's in a different time signature. Oh C thirty seven. C thirty seven, that the, one. You it's sent the twelve eight, but it has like yep. Emil in the yeah. Yep. Yeah, that one's a banger. Um yeah. That yeah. Super proud of that EP still. Um yeah, it was the first thing that we produced ever and written. Like, we had no idea what we were doing, but we were going to do it all ourselves. And then um, 
a guy named Chase Wagner. He's a worship um, pastor in Lakeland, like who was very supportive of us. Like he listened to all of our demos and he was like, you guys need to just get this mixed professionally because it's so good. And like, let's do a Kickstarter. Like you have to invest in post for this. Oh, I forgot you guys did a Kickstarter. So we were like, okay, sure. Um, so we did a Kickstarter and um, we uh, found a mix engineer by the name of Matt Huber. <laughs> and everything changed. Literally God. Um yeah, uh Matt did all of the did all of the Jones stuff. Um and at the time he was doing nightly and like cruiser and a bunch of other just like indie pop gold. So we connected with him and he was so he was just pumped about it and he was like, Yeah, absolutely. Like he did not have to give us he gave us total benefit of the doubt. Like we had no idea what we were doing. He could have just said like no, but like he was down, um, and yeah, we did a Kickstarter, raised thirty five hundred bucks, and had him mix it, and we had it mastered, and it was amazing. And like, um, Matt's getting those mixes back from Matt, it like completely shattered my whole existence because mm-hmm. you know we did, which has been we had the rough mixes and they were horrible. They sounded so Flex bad. Tin. Oh my gosh! Or they flex sounded, pitch, yeah, that, yeah, flex yeah. pitch. They all sounded so <laughs> freaking bad, um, yeah. And uh, we got the first mixes back, and they the transformation like absolutely blew me away. Like it was like an emotional experience listening to all of those first mixes, um, because it was just so different and it sounded professional. It sounded like the music that we had been listening to, like that we loved, and. I just couldn't believe it. And like pretty much from that moment on, I like fell in love with mixing. Um, and, uh, Matt actually moved to Nashville right after doing our EP. So, um, we hung out, I was already up here. So when he moved here, we hung out and he basically invited me to just come hang with him whenever he was working. And, uh, just like every day, or uh, every week, like I would go over to his place for a day. And every just, day. And just every single day. <laughs> every I wish. Day. I um, lived there. <laughs> and uh, I just watched him work and like he basically became my mentor and I learned so much from him. I learned more from him and just sitting with him on the couch watching him work than I did in four years in Belmont. Um, and yeah, and he's like a super amazing guy and one a, a dear friend um now and uh yeah he's just great incredible um, incredible mix engineer. oh my gosh yeah incredible mix engineer yes um definitely the guy to learn from for sure i'm, yeah. I'm i got super lucky you hit with it that. out of the park with that one bro. <laughs> it wasn't me <laughs> it wasn't me it was it was all luck um so yeah uh since then like i learned from mixing from him and uh since then suffered through school <laughs> Barely made a living and uh, somehow just kind of started getting work. Um, not somehow. I mean, I was trying for a really long time and then eventually it just kind of clicks on and it just doesn't turn off. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what everybody has had told me before and I never believed it. And then literally like I was just struggling to get going and I felt some traction and then literally all of a sudden it was just like, Mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally booked for two months. Yep. Like it 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 really does seem to be how that works. Um. But uh, yeah. So I officially went full time in August 2022. Um. 
technically wasn't doing anything other than music before, but I hadn't had the capacity to like call it full time. Um, but, uh, that's where I am now. I'm, I mean, it has worked since and my schedule just kind of has a way of filling itself up at this point. Um, and, uh, that is not lost on me how awesome that is. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like that's about it. Those, that's the instruments I learned early on. That's I, my arts high school, jazz band, Fox Hall. Fox Hall was a huge part of my whole musical journey. Still is. Um, Hoping to get another record soon. Yeah, me we've, too. We've been talking. We've been we've been discussing some possibilities on yes. what that would look like for y'all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cam and Noah and Caleb, if you're listening, Henry um, is gonna get us put us to work <laughs> soon. Um, we have a lot of demos that I'm very excited about that we've just been sitting on for years, and uh, yeah, we need to need to get on that. Anyway, um, you know who we are. So yeah, hopefully. This is us. Hopefully you have maybe some reason to trust us and continue <laughs> listening. You should see all the gear we have. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so if, much gear. We have so <laughs> much gear. It's crazy. You should see my plugins folder. <laughs> That's the true measure of like how trustworthy, how yeah. much experience someone has, how much gear they have. Yeah, we, we got so much gear. <laughs> <laughs> And almost all of it works. <laughs> we have gear that doesn't even work. Yeah, yeah. My coolest gear does not work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's us. Um, kind of looking forward. Like, I think what we want this to look like. Um, I think we're gonna shoot for every two weeks. Yeah. I think Monday. Um, every other Monday, I think we're gonna shoot to release. Um, I, I think that we're. We're gonna work. I think we'll work this out, but I think we're gonna drop this one and our first like full format episode, um, like pretty close together, and then switch to two weeks after yeah. that. Um, and we're learning. We're learning. We have no idea yeah, what we're we doing. We have no idea what we're doing, which is very thematic. Which for it, this whole thing, it, and it's it's a recipe for success for all successful podcasts. Right. I feel like every every time like somebody like a successful podcast is like. Yeah, we just really we just hit record, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, and I, there was no plan, right? There, I mean, those are the ones that I love the most personally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we um, we definitely want to have some guests on. Um, we have a lot of people in mind that we would love to talk to. Um, um, people who are our age who are also doing this and figuring this out, but also some people who are more established that we know and respect. Um, we're excited to kind of sit with them and kind of like, you know, ask them questions that people like us want to know instead of like, you know, just talking about Pinsada's place. Yeah. Like, well, what are you mixing lately? What have yeah. been, you been using lately? Like all this kind of, instead of being, you know, like peer to peer, like we're kind of, we want to ask more like questions that, yeah, people like us want to know from people who have been in it for longer. Um, and I think that'll be really cool. We have a lot of, we know a lot of people at this point. Yeah. So um, it'll be fun. And then, um, yeah, we kind of talked about it already earlier about 
what types of topics we want to talk about. Um, we will get into gear, I'm sure, and you know the kind of mixed tricks and like all that kind of stuff. But um, primarily, we want to talk about things that matter, yeah. <laughs> things that are practical, things that are day to day, things that have helped us in our you know short time and in, in, in our careers, um, and things you don't learn about in school. Um, a lot of life stuff. If you even do go to school. Yeah, which is a great segue yeah, to is... our next episode, um, which is just, I it's, feel like it's going to be like three hours long. Yeah. There's my, so much Well, this about. intro episode was supposed to be like 30 minutes. And we're, and we're at, at an hour. Yeah, That's actually over. not bad. Yeah. I mean, first first go around, we didn't even practice. I know. Yeah. We, we literally, just, we haven't even sound checked. Yeah. We just hit record. I mean, how bad could a 58 sound? And I have the Neve Pre on the Apollo, so... Dude, like, Craig Bauer is so mad right now. <laughs> I would like to go on the record. I'm, I'm just going to start out oh, strong. Oh, okay. I think... I'm going to even use the first bad word. Craig Bauer is such an... <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, like, I had to unfollow him because I just could not stand his attitude about everything. Okay, I'm done. I like the guy. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> I think he's I just, absolutely hilarious. I just can't. Yeah. I just have to, I can only stand a certain amount of negativity on my, I mean, in my doom scrolling already. So yeah. I just have to, I have to cut some fat. Well, our anyway. first lawsuit, our first defamation <laughs> lawsuit is, <laughs> we're starting off strong. Uh, All right, y'all. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of what we want this to look like. And ultimately like our goal is to build a community. Um, so like, if you're hearing this, like reach out, we would love to just talk to people and connect. Um, cause that's the whole point. We want to build a community and a space for people. Um, we can and, probably make a coffee hang too, if you wanted us. Yeah. To. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Yeah. If you're in Nashville, definitely hit us up. Like we'll, we'll hang out like in person. Um, yeah, that, yeah, do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'm at my outro sticky note that I added onto my okay. notes. Um, Hit me with it. So, bullet point number one: um, if you are interested in this and liked it, and it was a good time, um, share with your friends. Like that—that that is always the most helpful thing for things like this. Is just share with your friends. If if anyone you know could, you know, might like this or it could be helpful for them, like share with your friends. Um, put it on uh, share it to your Instagram stories and tag us um, please uh, that organic you know growth is, is always the most sustainable um, you can follow us on Instagram um, individually and we will have an um, Instagram account for the podcast too um, I don't have a handle picked yet so yeah. in the meantime follow um me at tanner.ledford on instagram and you are my hernie prack hernie prack you want to spell that yeah it's h-e-r-n-y-p-r-a-k it's henry park is my name many people many people meet me for the first time and they say are you henry prack or <laughs> hernie park yeah it's henry park but the handle is hernie the henry uh, the handle is hernie prack this is just uh yeah <laughs> Um, also, wherever you're listening to this, you can follow or add or save or heart or whatever it is. Um, save this show. You can rate us if you like it. If you don't like it, don't. 
rate us. Um, and uh, yeah, next episode will drop shortly after this is released and then we'll be on a every other week schedule yes. and, and please give us suggestions because yeah, we don't absolutely. we don't know what we're doing right and the only way it's going to get better is for us is for you to say hey this is like this part about this is not good right we want it to be better because capitalism capitalism <laughs> this is a very um if anything, this is a very socialist podcast. Yes. Like, we want We're like, community based. Yeah. We're all on the same playing field. Resource sharing. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> social, social safety net. Yang, yang. Our southern audience just turned this off. Yang, yeah. Yang. <laughs> we just lost. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, that's the first one. I think we're going to take a break and. I got to pee. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll see you soon. Do <laughs> <laughs>